Hi, everyone. I wanted to thank you all first for listening in to Mommy Chat with Kimmy. I'm your host and creator, Kimmy, of course. So I wanted to start the podcast off um, by just talking about something that is very near and dear to me, um, which is mental health um, and dealing with different types of addiction. Um, I thought I'd bring you maybe six episodes to see, just see if we can cover, you know, maybe just a lot of topics and answer some questions or ask some questions um, in regards to, you know, just dealing with mental health. So hopefully we'll be able to get some guests. Um, just to provide their opinion and maybe some resources to help cope. So primarily when dealing with mental health, a lot of people start with, well, how did they get there and what are we going to do to solve it? So I thought I'd step out the box and try to maybe ask and answer a couple questions that aren't normally asked. Um, for mental health. So I wanted to start with, you know, just dealing with the aspect of, you know, having a loved one or loved ones that are dealing with both mental health and addiction. You know, sometimes there is a lot of shame when a loved one is maybe on drugs and has a combination of mental health issues as well. You know, why so so hard for us to speak on mental health and, you know, those struggles with the addiction. You know, I I think more so because society tells us that mental health is something that is easily um, dealt with and that you can just, you know, go through it because it's just a phase. When in reality, you cannot just cope with mental health or those issues and, you know, caring with you know, just carrying on with life and, you know, dealing with the real outcome of assistance or trying to help those people who aren't willing to be assisted. I think another question for me would be, how does dealing with a loved one's mental issues mixed with addiction affect you and the loved ones that want to help to fix it? A lot of ways it affects you, I think, because the worry becomes so much that it turns into grief. Like this is living grief, you know, just the worry of what if and what will happen to them while they're out. Or maybe they're they're having a mental breakdown and you know the outcome of that. They get into it with people, do things to themselves. So it, it becomes a living grief. But, you know, your only want becomes for them to get well or get back to normal, you know, just in our reality for us. But in their reality, it's hard. And we don't understand why why it's hard. Because it's like you try to motivate them and you show them tough love with the understanding that it's for their own good. But Reality does kick in and confirm that they are not good. And sometimes, and a lot of times, our wants for them become greater than them. And now is added pressure to them. 
How do you deal with that? How do you want so much for them, but you realize it's added pressure on them now? How do you deal with that? That That is a question, a really good question. Now, something that's very touchy is how do you deal with the hurt and maybe some shame of a person losing their battle to their mental health and addiction? I just think that the hurt and the initial shock of them no longer existing is, you know, just one in itself. So that's a whole separate thing to deal with. The how, the why's, the who's to blame. Was it me? Was it us? Did we or did I do everything we could to prevent it? You know, just dealing with not so much shame, but the reality of understanding that it was nothing. That maybe I or we, you know, just you and your family or maybe you and your friends you know, just trying to do with the person that was determined to do what they wanted to do in regards to that. The feeling of having to almost, in a sense, let them go so you won't overexhaust yourself with the worry and the, the want for them. And the harsh and, excuse my language, fucked up reality is that A lot of times, not all the time, you have to deal with trading their physical presence for memories because they've succumbed to their mental health and addictions. So, you know, all of this is not easy at all for anybody. So now, you know, the living grief becomes the aftermath grief and you have to deal with that. Nobody tells you how to girl deal with that. They always say you can heal. Now y'all start to heal. Now you will start to heal. You don't. Because honestly, you have to deal with the grief. That feeling of not wanting to feel like that about that person. That reality that this shit really took this person away from us. What is it that we could have done? You think about all those things, you know, in the aftermath. So that's kind of, you know, just with society and the things that go on now, you know, just with that. So I, I wanted to also just, you know, ask and maybe answer a, a question and hopefully I'll get some feedback on that. Um what about expression emotions in regards to dealing with mental health without feeling like, you know, shame or being scrutinized for it? So I think that in the beginning of time, you know, men especially are taught not to shed a tear. You cannot be a bitch. You got to be a man. You got to take it on a chin. You, you, you know. It's on you now. You're the man of the house. Like, you got to be strong for everybody. And now you hold things down. Uh, men not are, men aren't allowed to, and, and just, this is just my aspect. Men are not allowed to say that they cannot take it. Men are not allowed to say, I'm hurt. 
and I cannot cope or deal with my own mental health. You know, you're having to now and not saying all, but there are a lot of single mothers that are raising their sons a little harsh. They're being told at a young age because their fathers are around where they don't have any male figures that you are the man of the house. And I'm talking about as young as 12 years old. So mentally, especially in the urbanized community, young men are are understanding that there is no father around or their dad is sometimey or they only see their dad on the weekends and mom is working hard. So it's like she's saying, oh, you got to go to school, but you're still the man of the house. So. You know, in the world we live in, these young boys are like, I got to go outside and make some money because, you know, my mom is saying I'm the man of the house. So now they carry that on. And, you know, when they shouldn't have to. It's like, you know, and as they get older and they realize that they don't have to deal with this. um, I can't deal with this. But it's like when they when they realize that they don't have to deal with it, it, it is too late to speak up and to say that I am struggling mentally. I've taken on some things that I can't handle and now I need help. They don't do that. So it's like a spiral out of control thing. It's I'll keep the mint this to myself and now I'm gonna do maybe pills, I'm going to do serve, I'm going to party, I'm going to turn up, I'm going to be on the block. And it's just, it's like mental health is the source to everything, especially in the urbanized community, especially with our black men, it's very strong. So not to get too much away from, you know, just the topic and us dealing and just dealing with men, women, And, and not to take anything away from the men. Women are told that we have to have children, take six weeks, go back to work, go back to school, never address postpartum fully, never address pregnancy depression because there's depression while you're pregnant, never express that first baby's first year depression. We don't discuss the sexual depression. Being a mother depression. That's another one. Like, we can joke and be like, damn, if I didn't have these kids, I could be doing such and such, such. And it's a joke when all in reality, we never get to discuss it. So sometimes people are a little frustrated with their kids. Like, damn, if I had these kids, I'd be out doing this and doing that. So it's like, you're not supposed to say that. I mean, it's it's kind of taboo to be like that. Because it's like, you're a mom, you're not supposed to say that. When It's okay to feel like that. You know, you feel how you feel. Not to say you'll follow through like, damn, you know, in a sense, some people mental, especially mothers, new mothers, older mothers. I think that the older mothers and not calling anybody old, just from back in the, the, the early eras of having to take care of everything and everybody and not address anything that's going on with you. So, you know. A lot of times, women don't get to express that. And it's it's very scary. I just think that we all could use some counseling for our mental health. Just to say that. So 
So I'm not going to take too much of your time because I can go on and on and on. But what I do want you guys to do is tune into the second episode of Mommy Chat with Kimmy. And we will be discussing another um, mental health topic. Um, As I stated, we're going to be doing six episodes just so we can address everything. And hopefully we'll have some guests so it won't just be me talking and providing my opinion and answering and asking my own questions. So, you know, give me some feedback. I do hope that you guys enjoyed it. And tune in to Mommy Chat with Kimmy. I'm Kimmy and I'm out.